The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. No, can't remember my roommate's name, but we couldn't get into the our our room. And two exotic dancers came down the hallway and said, "Here you go. Let us give you a hand with that." How about that? I was 16. It was like, whoa. Andy Edmonton has checked in. By the way, she says, "Hmm, flashback. I did find glitter around an ex's house all the way into the bedroom. Now you know. No charge. This is the Rod Peterson Show." Yes, it is. Hi. Thank you, Rick Regan. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're really getting into it today. And as one of those viewers, I think his name was Mark last week, noticed a new viewer passing along some life tips, too. Let's bring in Darren Moose DuPont as we get ready to look ahead at tonight's sports. We could see the World Series handed out tonight at Chase Field in Phoenix. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Darren very quickly skimmed over the Leafs 4-1 loss to the LA Kings last night, and I get it. (laughs) If I was you, I would. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, are they in the top five of the NHL? Statistically, they are. Statistically, they are. We're going to do our top five, bottom five later on. Next segment, we've got Jim Lang going to join us to talk about the firings in Vegas. The coach, the general manager, looks like the starting quarterback, and now Darren says the offensive coordinator as well. I don't know, man. It's like the Raiders never did recover from John Gruden getting torched, or, you know, they were forced by the NFL to get rid of John Gruden. And uh, we did a lot of talk about the CFL semifinals this weekend, which, as a matter of fact, while we're here, right out of the gate, it's probably why a lot of people are here today. The poll question for Key Auto Group, we do it every Wednesday. What's Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? There are just two, and it's Saturday, the semifinals. They're brought to you by Key Auto Group. The poll question is, driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Clark, can you just tell me, I'm too lazy to look at my Twitter. What are they saying on YouTube as to who's leading who? Can you, can you tell real fast, or should I look it up? Uh, 60% saying Calgary Stampeders versus the BC Lions. The other game, of course, is the one that both Darren and I are more interested in, Hamilton at Montreal. But Darren has become, can I say it, a snooty Easterner. (laughs) He's there in Toronto. I'm here in Florida. And you say, oh, Western Canada. We don't care about Western Canada out here in the East. Didn't I hear you say that in a call one day? Uh, Yeah, that's that's exactly what you heard. No, of course not. Not going to abandon my Western people overnight uh, at all. Uh, but the game has more interest, okay? The game has more interest out here this week for me. 
Yeah, I find it interesting that the audience is voting for Calgary, B.C. Um, but again, the balance of our viewership is in Western Canada, so I guess. But as we've said, uh, for me, it's Cody Fajardo versus Bo Levi Mitchell. Hero versus the villain. What else do you want? But yeah. before we jump into some of these other things that are going on tonight, a four-game NHL slate, including the Flames home to the Dallas Stars, you seem to be particularly enthralled with a quote from hour one so much so that you've turned it into a meme would you mind uh relating that to our audience what you took out of hour one well yeah you know you talked about when you count somebody out you're doing everybody a disservice yourself them and it's it's kind of about second chances it's kind of about writing somebody off after one incident or one thing that you saw that maybe was out of context or maybe it wasn't and we really you know you're relating it to jason moss and look what's happened. You know, we kind of wrote them off. They wrote them off in Saskatchewan, wrote them off in Edmonton, and Montreal didn't write them off. Danny Machocha didn't write them off, and Montreal's got a home playoff game. You know, and they're uh, two wins away from going to the Grey Cup. So I think that's really important. And I also think that our viewers, um, the large amount of CFL viewers we have and followers we have, um, it's a great point of discussion. And Jason Moss is somebody that's, that's polarizing. And I think people will have a lot of opinions on it. And one thing we do, especially on our socials um, and especially on our Facebook page, if you're not following us, it's a great place where the viewers can have a lot of discussion back and forth. And I think this is a great discussion topic. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, the medium, our sales coordinator, checked in and says, good morning, peeps. Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, they won last night 5-2. Was it against the Blues that they played? We already talked about the Canucks a lot. Kevin was obviously working, selling earlier, so he missed where we talked about the Vancouver Canucks, whether they're a real deal or not. Uh, it was 5-2 over Nashville. I'm sorry, 5-2 over Nashville last night. What I said, Kevin, was I'm not sure if these are the real Canucks or not, but I like the costume that they've been masquerading in, if that is what they've been wearing. Maybe these are the real Vancouver Canucks. But I just want to go a little further into what you're saying because that was about the Jason Moss comment where I said, if you write somebody off based on their past actions, that certainly you're, you're right, but you're doing, as you said, a, quoted a disservice to yourself and them. But I look at Dan O'Toole, look at myself, you know, when you are a public person, you live your whole life on a stage. Jason Moss, him smashing the hell out of the Gatorade cooler is unfortunately what people still talk about. You know, Dan, I won't go into his story because he is, he can tell it and he has. But it's tough when you are on the public stage because I, listen, just as the mental health coach that I am, 2018, my mom got a diagnosis of two months to live with lung cancer. And a week after that, my dad died. I was fairly new in recovery then as it was. And three months later, I, like I'm, that's when I led to the incident that led to me looking for work elsewhere. I Googled signs of a mental breakdown. There's like 12 signs. I had 11 of them. But I never missed a day of work. I should have. But I didn't. So, again, it's when just when people wonder why, Rod, do you want? I had a guy ask me the other day, how come you only deal with athletes? You might uh, appreciate this, Darren, because you're an entrepreneur. This guy was an entrepreneur, and he wants to get into sober coaching. And he said to me, how come you only deal with athletes and soldiers and this certain small demographic? I said, because 
They want discipline. They want structure. They want guidance. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Entrepreneurs don't want that. They want to color outside the lines. They want to do whatever they want. They want to say, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I said, I don't want to deal with those types. I want to deal with the people that want to get better, that want to, because I've been there. You know, I, <laughs> you know that. You've met Rand, my counselor. When I got into this, into recovery, he had to take yeah. me by the hand and tell me what to do step by step by step on an hour by hour basis. That's how screwed up I was. So now I'm doing it for other people. But that's my point. But then when you're on the public stage, it's magnified even more. So that's the point. If you want to write off Dan O'Toole, you're doing yourself a disservice. But he's doing great or us. Anyways, moving on. Um, where do you want to go next? A great question. Um, you know, there was a comment you made about the Raiders. And not to go back to that necessarily, but you said they really haven't figured it out since John Gruden. Uh, that whole situation. And I would go even further and say they haven't figured it out since Al Davis passed away. Um, since Mark Davis yeah. is, has really taken over, I want to say in 20 years, they've had 11 different people now that will have coached the team. The most in the entire NFL over that stretch. We used to make fun of the Cleveland Browns for the amount of quarterbacks that started for that team, right? And we never really thought of the Raiders because we think of we think of Al Davis and we think of the, you know, silver and black and the history and the, yeah. you know, of, of the Raiders. And we kind of forget that it's really not good right now. The recent history and what a lot of the viewers now have grown up with hasn't been good. And it's been a lot of turnover and just an open revolving door. They need to find some stability, especially now that they're in a market like Vegas where they're competing, which we wouldn't think the NHL would be a big competition for any NFL team. But they're competing against those Golden Knights who are winning, having success, selling out the building. And meanwhile, they're just changing coaches, changing GMs, left, right, and center. Yeah. Well, that's why, frankly, Joe Madden was supposed to be with us an hour or two from the sports grid, but she's sick and she's going to be with us next week. So Jim Lang, more than happy to pinch hit for two reasons. One, he's Canada's foremost NFL insider, but the Raiders are his team. So he'll have some thoughts. But that, oh, dude, branding, branding, branding. Um, you're right. The Raiders have a great brand for sports fans around the world. But if you're a Raiders fan, you probably wouldn't agree. Yeah, if you're really following yeah. it. You know, and I don't want to get into, you know, I could talk about it forever, about successful owners. And then once their kids and their kids take over, it ain't pretty. We'd have, to, we'd have to sit here and really think about what the words is with the Chicago Blackhawks. Things actually got better when the kid took over in Chicago. That's maybe the exception that proves the rule with the Chicago Blackhawks. Mind you, they were in position last year to get the number one overall pick. But, yeah, you see my mind's just racing. I think about um, the Brayleys, like with David Brayley. Yeah owning the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts. His kid, which I believe his name's Rob, He's like, we don't want any part of this. They sold the team. So it's like once the old man passed away, and I say that as lovingly as I can because I knew David and I know what a CFL um, icon he was, but the kids were like, yeah, we don't want this. So they sold it and everybody's happy. Yeah. Uh, over in Montreal with the Alouettes, Bob Wettenhall presided over. He was probably the winningest coach in Canadian Football League history. Ran the team from a boat here in Florida. <laughs> it can be done. 
And then when he passed, and everybody I knew that worked for him thought the sun rose and set on him. Jim Pop, Ed Fillion, Calvillo, you name it. They loved him. Tressman. But then he passed away, or at least handed the reins over to his kid, and <laughs> that happens far more quickly. It's one eleven Eastern, just so you know. 1111 Mountain, and I will ask you again to please visualize a positive outcome to any quagmire that you're struggling with right now. Beautiful. What do you got to lose? (laughs) Allie in Edmonton writes in from Sherwood Park, Moose, and Allie says on the 902 text line, congratulations on episode 1111. RP show and crew from Kevin I. Darren's Halloween outfit yesterday reminded us of the Calgary Flames as they were dressed that was arriving at the Heritage Classic. Have a great day. Did you intend for that to happen, Darren? That that would remind <laughs> people of the Flames? That or? was the that was the idea. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dress up okay. as a Chippendales dancer. <laughs> <laughs> boomsy. <laughs> yeah, that's a boomsy. Bomber boy. Bomber boy is watching from Calgary. He says, some of the greatest underdog stories started with a second chance. For sure. But, you know, I also understand the phrase, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. That's a lot of pressure. But that's, you know, that's a first date or that's meeting somebody with dandruff on your shoulder. That's where that came from. You're talking about Ryan Dinwiddie's first pro start was a great cup. <laughs> Little bit of pressure there. Uh, Bomber Boy also goes on to say, you know you've reached the pinnacle of showbiz when your belt is already thread through your pants, belt loops. Glad to see Dan's living his best life now. Um, Bomber Boy is just writing a novel. Bing, 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 bing. And it's all good stuff. He goes on to say, Connor Bedard became the youngest player to score in his first 30 seconds of a game. Um, That was in the NHL game notes the other day. Let's take a moment and recognize the brilliance of Connor Bedard. The story to me is not getting old. Is there becoming some national fatigue? Because I don't sense that there is with Connor Bedard and the no. Chicago Blackhawks. No, not yet. I don't. I don't sense it either. Um, especially up here in Canada, uh, and I think that's that's okay. I think there's going to be more and more and more. Um, but no, I don't think there's any fatigue yet. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says successful pass down of a sports franchise is the Roonies in Pittsburgh. Uh, By the way, it does. Yeah, there's good stories and there's bad stories, primarily bad stories. What do they say in business? Because, I mean, as they say now, I'm a contractor and I own two businesses. Um, The first generation builds the business. The second generation maintains the business. And the third generation ruins the business. Um, That's about right. That's the adage. John Ohm says, is there pressure on the Las Vegas Raiders because of the success of the Vegas Knights in such a short time frame? We've discussed that, and it's a good question. We've discussed it with the Golden Knights people. We discussed it with Jesse Granger from the Athletic Las Vegas last time he was on. Yeah. Of course, there's pressure on them. But I would suggest 
knowing the way they do, the Raiders are in such a tunnel. They don't even aren't even thinking about the Golden Knights. I don't I don't think so. But I could be totally wrong. But Jesse said, number one, it's literally Vegas born. The Golden Knights were born in Las Vegas. They won the first championship. The Raiders came with an established fan base. There were already NFL fan bases in Vegas as it was. I don't think they're thinking about it. There's probably pressure, but not that, that, that they've realized yet. Does that make yeah, sense? I think if there's, I explain myself yeah, clearly? I think there's a lot of pressure. I think you're right. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure, but yeah, I don't know that they're necessarily thinking about it and looking over their shoulder every day. There's so much going on, and, and it's kind of tunnel vision. And, you know, you talk about the owners handing it down. Um, it just shows you what brand that Al Davis built on that Raider logo that it was so good that we haven't realized how much it's been screwed up since. We haven't really realized that they've been cycling in all these coaches and GMs and have had no stability. That's how strong the brand was. It's protected them right up until this point. But at some point, that curtain's going to get pulled back and we're going to say, whoa, this brand's not very good anymore. And I think we're almost there, especially after what happened on the uh, Halloween night. Well, listen, (laughs) I'm not going to name names. But I've thought a lot about franchises that have hidden behind the logo, hidden behind the brand, what was built, and it masked their own ineptitude. And you wonder for how long will it mask the ineptitude. But that's a topic for another time, maybe a football Friday. We'll be right back. Jim Lang on the way. He'll be talking Raiders and NFL. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. 
not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Okay, as we continue on this Wednesday, very special edition of the show, episode number 1111. Um, I'll read more of this later on. Here's just the headlines. And we can bring the moose in. You gotta love the live daytime sports talk, right? Not rehashed, regurgitated highlights. Rushing leader Brady. Here's the breaking news from the CFL. Rushing leader Brady Oliveira and record-setting quarterback Chad Kelly are the finalists for the CFL's Most Outstanding Player Award. Canadian Football League announced that today. The Ottawa Senators will forfeit a first-round draft pick for their role in the voided trade of Jenny Dadanoff from the Vegas Golden Knights to the Anaheim Ducks uh, in March of 2022, the NHL announced today. And out of... Flowery Branch, Georgia. That's the place line most. Taylor Heineke has moved past turnover plague Desmond Ritter as the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Minnesota Vikings. So that's your news today, and we'll get more into this later on uh, when Moose adjourns. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us on the uh, EMJ marketing text line here. I'm just checking the comments from the viewers and so forth. Which of those things have grabbed you? Which of those things grabbed your attention the most? Well, a little bit of the the NFL quarterback shuffle, Desmond Ritter getting sat down in Atlanta, but, um, you know, we, I mentioned Jameis Winston, and there was talk that there was some conversation about making a deal happen between New Orleans and Minnesota, and then all of a sudden it's Josh Dobbs who gets picked up by the Vikings. Um, he's looked a little better in Arizona, even though they've only been able to put one win together. Uh, the Cardinals are very much looking at either Kyler Murray coming back or Caleb Williams or one of those other highly touted quarterbacks in the draft uh, coming in April, but... I think Josh Dobbs could settle down Minnesota. He's not as exciting as a Jameis Winston, but he's a little more consistent, a little more, um, I want to say, quiet. You know, not the big mistake, but not the big play. Um, We'll see. I'm really curious because we have a lot of Minnesota fans all across this country and viewers of this show. Um, I'm really curious to see what happens with the Vikings. Um, Just to take a little off-ramp to crazy town. Stop the sports talk in a way. Um, I'm glad that also, our viewers say what you said. Awesome. I was going to say. Okay, let me, I'm glad let that me our remind viewers... you of your top five, bottom five. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was going to put the the uh, crown on for that. Too late now. I guess I still could, but no. We got time in this segment. We won't do it here. I'm glad that our audience loves. And thank you for the reminder, by the way. 
the audience loves talking about ownership as much as I do. I think after 1,111 shows, we've pounded it into people's heads that ownership matters. Ownership is the difference between winning and losing. So Jay in Vancouver says, rest in peace, David Braley. But having Amar Dolman is a breath of fresh air. Jeff the Stamps fan says, Al Davis Jr. drives a 1997 Ford Aerostar minivan. Of course, I immediately think, what's wrong with that? Of course. <laughs> Approved. Um, the reason I bring that up is our coach with the Pats in 1997 drove a Ford Aerostar minivan. It was new then, but I believe it was. Rich Preston. And I want to tell you that I've, you've heard about my mechanic, Mike. When you were here in town, I don't think I even knew Mike yet at that time. I don't think he'd started, I started taking Goldie, my Jeep, to him yet. But I was in there yesterday. I have been having, I knew the brakes were going for a while. But finally, the other day, Serena and I were coming back from the beach house. I told you we were visiting Dad. And all of a sudden, this red light came on in the dash. Brakes! And I was like, oh boy, I think I have a brake problem. And by the way, Jeff Gordon uh, from the audience, I see your question. We'll get into that in a, in a second about the Edmonton Elks ownership, since we're on the ownership topic. But I got my, uh, got my brakes fixed today. It wasn't as much as I thought. 2004 Jeep Wrangler. You wouldn't know it to look at it. And uh, what was the point of my story? I had one, but I should have never jumped into the comments from the viewers because I lost what my <laughs> point was. Other than what's wrong with driving an old vehicle. I get that Al Davis Jr. drives an old uh, minivan. I think uh, minivans are very underrated. Jeff says, uh, this came up last week, and I, 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 I'm, I'm hesitant to talk about it. Maybe you want to talk about it, but Jeff Gordon says, should the Elks, Edmonton Elks look at private ownership. Wasn't that a rumor on here earlier? No, it was not a rumor from us. But somebody, I think it was Farhan, reported that, Farhan Lalji from TSN, that the, the current acting president of the Edmonton Elks, Rick Lawlisher, is cleaning a few things up before he exits, and they bring in a new president, and... Um, so it looks better for the new private owner of the Antinox. I, I, I literally, I got this on the phone. It was on the weekend when we were, I was talking to a football guy about Henry and who's going to be the next coach of the Riders. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, this is going on in Edmonton. They're going to be sold to a private owner. I'm like, I'm not. He's like, but don't say anything. And I'm like, I'm not even touching it. Because I brought up the sale of the Stampeders reporters. Uh, sorry, I brought up the sale of the Stampeders report. And the sale went south. CSEC was livid at me. I found that out just before I left Calgary this summer, that the story got out. It maybe it cost the sale of the team. I don't know. But I'm, I'm not going to be the one talking about the sale of the Elks. I just... CFL rumors are just too... tough to talk about. Do you have thoughts on this? Not really. I mean, you're right. They are kind of tough to talk about until they happen. And... They're going to go through the process. They're going to have another president come into that team, but I don't think they're going to go down private ownership that route. And, you know, we'll see who the next, you know, person is in that role as president of the team. But, you know, as commentators on the league and as fans that are watching, it's, it's more for me about the on-field product and what Chris Jones is doing and 
and the momentum they kind of built in the last half of the season to see if they can carry that over. I'm not as worried about what's going on in the front office. Yeah, me either. Um, four games tonight in the NHL. Buffalo at Philadelphia, Dallas Stars at Calgary Flames, St. Louis Blues at Colorado, and Arizona at Anaheim. And plus, as we mentioned earlier, the World Series could end tonight. It's game five in Phoenix with Texas leading the Diamondbacks three games to one. There are certain things that I always try to do, and that's watch the Stanley Cup get handed out, watch the Vince Lombardi Trophy get handed out, and watch the Grey Cup get handed out. And if I can, I'll watch the World Series get handed out. I was a little emotional when the Washington Nationals won it. We talked about it on this show. I think I was the only one in Canada that cared and felt like that was the Expos winning it. Yeah. But nobody cared but me. I know you didn't care. I remember us talking about it at the time. And maybe I should have taken my own, own advice at the time, and that is to move on. Um, Jack the, from Vulcan, Alberta, our good friend Jack, says, rumors are quicksand. Yeah, they, yeah you'll have to define a little more. That you could die in it, Jack? Because <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, I remember I used to get in trouble from the Rough Riders for, I mean, again, trying to host a talk show every day as the voice of that team and not say anything almost got me fitted for a straight jacket. You know what I mean? They're like, we don't want you talking about rumors because you know too much. Well, what do you want me to talk about? Well, let us think about it. We'll get back to you. Oh, okay. While you're thinking about it, I got a show today at four. So then they get back to me at three o'clock. We have something that you can talk about on your show. I said, okay, what's that? Well, we have two players who are going to do an appearance at the Southland Mall on Saturday, sitting with Santa Claus. You want to talk about that? Gee, thanks. We'll lead the news with it. How about that? Um, <laughs> but I, you know, it's just, what do you mean? So I only float, I only report 5% of what I know. But the, the <laughs> dude, the teams hate rumors. They hate him, hate him, hate him. But the fans love him. Who's right? I know. The rumors are what keep people talking, keep people intrigued, keep people entertained, right? Yeah. That's why we pay attention to training camp. They know who the roster is, but we're going to talk about training camp reps. Like this next receiver is going to be the next coming of, you know, Don Narcisse. He's not. He's not even made the team. <laughs> then they know it. But we're going to talk about it, and fans are going to get excited. So you know what? We need rumors. Um, it's about acceptance, too, for the people inside the organization that rumors are going to happen. Um, they're going to keep the teams involved. You just can't take everything so seriously. Jeff in the zone. Jeff in the zone is the guy that's watching from the uh, YouTube stream. And he writes then he says, do you see the Arizona Diamondbacks coming back from this World Series? What's the odds? Jeff, go to betregal.ca, look him up, come back and get back to us. No, I don't see them coming back, and I hope the World Series ends tonight. I'm sure that there are baseball people that want to see this go seven because it's more baseball. You understand that the baseball season could end tonight. I don't see them coming back. I'd kind of like to see Texas win it all tonight because if they're going to win it anyways, you might as well end it tonight. Do you want it to end tonight, Darren, or would you like to see it go seven? I haven't watched one pitch yet. 
So I, I'm far more interested, frankly, in what, hang on, in what the Calgary Flames do tonight, which will finish, and I'll tell you why in a second, but you go. Tomorrow night, I'll be watching the Titans in Thursday Night Football. Friday, I'm traveling to Vancouver. Saturday, I don't even know what the schedule is for the, uh, for the rest of the World Series. Tonight is a night I'm going to watch the World Series. So, yeah, I want it to be handed out because I want to watch it being handed out, and I don't want to have to try and squeeze it in another day. And that's coming from a non-pure baseball guy. I'm a fan. Um, I'm not a diehard, but I'm a fan. So, yeah, I'm going to watch tonight. I want it to be handed out tonight. Okay, I know that there's people watching this show that are into the World Series and really into it. I'm following it. I know Texas is up 3-1, but there's too much else to pay attention to. Sorry. Uh, John Ohm says, thank you for the footnote on this. He says, TMZ makes millions from rumors. It's crazy. I know. Who's the guy that leans over the uh, thing? <laughs> Sucking on his straw. His Who's that guy? We don't even know his he's name. But we all know he's him like him running the, the whole guy. thing. Yeah. Yeah, we all know him as the TMZ guy. So listen, if people have a problem with the rumors, take him over there. Take it over there. We'll talk about it as much as we want to talk about it. But what really, if you want to know what's on my mind, and it is the Rod Peterson show, for God's sakes, they're trying to get me to talk about baseball. I don't want to. The Flames are home to the Dallas Stars tonight. They're 31st in the NHL. And we'll do it in overtime. We'll do our top five, bottom five, because we don't have time here. When you're the 31st team in the NHL, newsflash, every game's tough. And that includes tonight, one of the top teams in the Western Conference for the Flames. And I see the media in Calgary, I, yeah, because I spent so much time there, I'm not poo-pooing what they're saying. They want the team sold. They're like, we fired the coach, we fired the GM, we got rid of the star players, brought in new star players, and we got worse. So sell the team. And I'm like, guys, totally feel you. I'm, a, what's, I'm what's called a super empath. Google it. I know exactly how you're feeling, but guess what? There ain't nothing you can do about it. You're not even, you got, how many times have we said not even 10 games into the season? You got 72 plus to go, and you are ready to be fit for a straight jacket. How do you deal with that? <laughs> Because, you know, when they, when they lose tonight, Darren, it's going to be even way worse, way worse. Hey, talk to a Leaf fan. They've been doing it since 1967. Anyways, <laughs> Harvey Levin is the guy's name. And, Moose, I got to see you back here for overtime, okay? And we will do the top five, bottom five. You got it. I'll be here. Jim Lang next. We'll be talking about the Raiders and how do Leafs fans do it. We'll be back in a moment on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. 
Get to manscaped.com today. Broadcasting live from South Florida, where the Dolphins are gone. They're already in Germany, set to take on KC here in Week 9. Talking NFL as we bring in our good friend Jim Lang. Pinch hitting today for Joe Madden. I appreciate that, Jimbo, and he'll be with us Friday as well. The Las Vegas Raiders have fired head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager David Ziegler. That was announced Tuesday night, Jim. And then I understand they're making a quarterback change and an offensive coordinator change. So clearly they have clean house in Las Vegas. Yes, before before we get on that, I just want a reminder, I just picked up my Sherwood Cut Protective Neck Guard for my Wednesday Beer League Hockey. For all you guys and girls playing Good. red hockey and beer league hockey, 14 bucks for check. It'll save a life. It's light. It, it hardly costs anything. There's no weight to it. It's easy just to toss your gear bag. And after what we witnessed with Adam Johnson, it, it, come on, guys, girls, get your neck guard and throw it to your gear bag. You need it. Yeah, there should be no argument to that whatsoever. And thank you, Jim, for bringing awareness to that and supporting it. So uh, I should have had a look at your neck before I asked you that first question. But <laughs> now okay. here we are and, <laughs> and talking about the Raiders. I had to get you on because it's your team. Do you sign off on these yeah. moves or not? Well, I, I sign off on the moves, but in typical Mark Davis fashion, this is how um, completely and totally and unreservedly, he's driven the franchise into the desert in Las Vegas. The trade deadline happened in the afternoon. He fired the coach and GM afterward. Devontae Adams is doesn't want to be there anymore. Why not do it Tuesday after the Monday night loss, uh, early in the day, so you can make the change and have something? Or it's often like the first thing in the morning after a loss, the coaches like after a season, like 7 a.m., like you're fired, you're fired and have someone in there make a decision. So the, the trade deadline's come and gone. All these moves happened. The Raiders weren't part of it. And now you've got a dysfunctional locker room. Antonio Pierce, their interim coach in an impossible situation. You've got a new quarterback on a short week. I mean, the only saving grace is that the New York Giants are riddled with injuries. But it's a horrible situation. And for the, for the Raiders, it dates back to 2003, the year after they went to the Super Bowl loss in Tampa Bay. They went 12 years where they had eight wins or less. Six of those years, they had four wins or less. They made the playoffs twice in 20 years, twice. And for a team that had nine years of John Madden in a Super Bowl victory, nine years of Tom Flores in two Super Bowl victories. So for 18 years, they are among the best franchises in the NFL. And now there's this. So the NFL is a better league when the Raiders are a competitive playoff team. But what we're seeing now with Mark Davis, and you alluded to it earlier about ownership, starting at the top. I don't trust Mark Davis to make the right moves or right decisions or hire the right people. I mean, how could you? He hasn't proven. He doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt, not whatsoever. Well, when you're talking about firing the GM, then you know it's coming from the owner, and maybe he's making those moves at the head coaching level and quarterback, too. And if that's like – his dad did, right? But his dad could be trusted with these moves. Okay, but let's – a little history in Al Davis. People forget. Uh, offensive line coach at USC in the 50s, offensive assistant for Sid Gelman in the LA Charger in the early 60s in the WFL. Two years, the head coach of the Raiders in the 60s. He had a long history, Al Davis, as an assistant at the high school, college, and professional level before he went into management, before he became 
the GM and part owner of the Raiders for 20 years. Now, he made a lot of good moves over the years. He made some bad moves, but he's a football guy from a football background. Mark Davis is the son with the bad haircut in the old Errol Star van and going to TGI Fridays and Applebee's and who's a bit of a, a meme and a laughingstock around the NFL, who was given the keys to the franchise, who doesn't understand the sport really, doesn't understand what is involved. I think of Amy Trask at the CBS NFL, who does a fabulous job breaking stuff down, and she worked under Al Davis. They could really use someone like an Amy Trask in Las Vegas to clean up the mess. They need someone with a track record of excellence in the National Football League to go in there. I remember talking to Rick Cannon at Super Bowl 44, and that was in South Florida. And, and Rich and I were talking because, I mean, he was the MVP the year they went to the Super Bowl. And at that time, he was shaking his head like, oh, the Raiders are a mess. I mean, it's, it's tough to be a Raiders fan right now because you're wondering, when does it end? When do they make the right the hires and try to compete? Because we saw what Sean Payton doing in Denver, and that, that victory from the Broncos over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, that the seeds of that were planted last spring and summer when Sean Payton got on board and started building towards this. Now, if I'm if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm thinking, wait, wait a second. Sean Payton did it in New Orleans. Why can't he do it in Denver? And let's see what he's doing. And this is a real big victory for the Broncos to build off of. But what do the Raiders build off of? They, they, there's nothing right now. The, the cupboard is bare, and the leadership with Mark Davis is missing in action. Okay, well, this is great stuff. And I'm looking at this as not a Raider fan. I'm just looking at it as an outsider, as a as a NFL fan. They're three and five, which isn't great, but it's not 0 and 8. Like, do you sign off on these moves? Would you have made them? Uh, if you think you're going to turn things around midseason in the NFL with a coaching change, I think you're delusional. It's just, coaching changes tend to happen the, the the Monday morning at 7 a.m. after the last game, this is when they call it Black Monday, and they start firing coaches and GMs and make their changes because you need an offseason. You can't hire an assistant coach in the middle of the season. They're working. You can't make deals now. The deadline's over. You can't sign people unless they were cut or in waivers. So you, you, Antonio Pierce is going to try to put some duct tape and band-aids on the bleeding wound that is the Raiders right now, try to restore some pride and poise, the old Al Davis saying, and maybe they can eke out some victories and make it respectable. But as you said, they're three and five, so they're not bad enough, Rod, to get those elite top two or three draft picks. So they're probably going to be in that draft limbo at the end of the season, which is the worst thing for the Raiders. So it's all, to me, going to come back to if Mark David can hire a, a, a proper steward to be the GM and player personnel to hire the right coach. I mean, look what McDaniels is doing in Miami. But look what the Dolphins, I mean, look what happened when the Chiefs gave the keys to the franchise to Andy Reid. I, I mean, I look at Sunday morning that, that Frankfurt, Germany, in the 930 game, Dolphins and Chiefs, potential AFC championship preview, right? And then Sunday night, you got the Bills and the Bengals. That could be a big AFC playoff preview as well. I mean, those four teams are light years ahead of the Raiders right now. But both with the talent, the people like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Tua, and everyone involved, the Raiders don't have anything like that. They don't have an elite-level owner or GM or coach or quarterback. And so, yeah, 
yeah, they got three wins, but it's, I mean, that's about it. It is, it, it's really sad yeah. for the Raiders and, and the rest of the teams around the NFL, Houston's got CJ Stroud and they got D'Amico Ryans, which is a smart hire and they got CJ Stroud and they can build off that. And some of these teams are like, they're pointing in the right direction. You know, they're good. They're going to go places. I mean, look at Dallas and Philadelphia and the talent they have with the Cowboys and Eagles in that four four twenty five game on Sunday. There's, the Raiders wouldn't even be allowed in the same stadium as those teams, right? Hey, uh, a quick one. We got about ninety seconds. Do you see John yeah. Gruden ever coaching again in the NFL? Like, holy smokes, did Good did Goodell do a number on Gruden? Yeah, no, I, I no, I just don't. I think it's it, it, it's too toxic. I don't. I'm not sure Goodell would allow the hire. Now, of course, that would go to the courts, whether, you know, the, the right to earn a living and all that. But there's so many bright coordinators and assistant coaches and NCAA coaches out there. Um, he's been rehashed a few times. Um, sometimes you have to say, you can't keep going back to the well and get an old coach because he, he won 20 years ago and he was really good at Monday Night Football. You have to go to a new voice, a new face, a new coach and, and do things. And and often, if you look at some of these top teams around the league, it works. Absolutely. Jim, thanks for pitch hitting. I hope you enjoyed it as much as us. You're the only guy I wanted to talk to on this. We'll see you Friday. See you. Bye-bye. Jim Clubber-Lang, Canada's foremost NFL expert. We've got our NHL Top 5, Bottom 5 coming up next in overtime. Stick around, plus audience takeover. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. It's time for Overtime, brought to you by our good friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary. Just ahead of bringing the moose back in, I'm going to do a sports update here. Just got a text from Randy at OT Lanes. I hope he doesn't mind. I'm sure he won't. He's an Edmonton guy living in Calgary, and he's very intrigued by the story of the Edmonton Elks, the community on team being sold to a private owner. That's the rumor. We hear it's happening. I don't know any more than that. But hey... Why don't you stop in at Overtime Hockey Lanes and chat with Randy about it and his lovely wife, Michelle. It is an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts, as you know. Phone ahead, book your spot. That's all I got to say. We're skill and fun collide. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast, just a slap shot away from the old Crossroads Flea Market. A sports update, rushing leader Brady Oliveira and record-setting quarterback Chad Kelly are the finalists for the CFL's Most Outstanding Player Award. It will be handed out Thursday of Grey Cup Week in Niagara Falls, Ontario. The Ottawa Senators will forfeit a first-round draft pick for their role in the voided trade of Jenny Dadanov from the Golden Knights to the Ducks in March of 2022, the NHL announced today. And... In Georgia, Taylor Heineke has moved past turnover plague Desmond Ritter as the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Vikings coach Arthur Blank. Uh, sorry, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith made the announcement today. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in 
Movie Theaters, November 17th. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, starring Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe. Okay, thank you, everybody. As we bring the moose in, I got so much on my plate, moose. I feel like I'm at the golden corral here right now <laughs> as we're ready to rock. And I have it in my lap. I have it in my lap. Ooh. I, I, I did not tell you this. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago that P.K. Subban and Mark Messier were both wearing crowns for whatever reason. I'm not sure on the ESPN panel. Last night for Halloween, I guess that Leafs Kings game, now that I think about it, was on ESPN because Mark Messier was in an Elvis outfit. And by the way, we've heard of young Elvis, old Elvis, fat Elvis. Mark Messier was ripped Elvis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Did you see it? Did you see the, the broadcast? I didn't. No, I, I didn't watch the ESPN broadcast last night. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. So just take, take my word for it. He had the gold glasses, the black wig, yeah. and then just like the rock of Gibraltar, Mark Messier. And P.K. <laughs> Subban was dressed in a tutu. That's all I can say. God bless okay. the guy for having a sense of humor. But I, I, I'll say it again. We had the, there were certain members of the media that were poo-pooing us. What are you doing wearing a crown and a robe on the air? I'm like, you do you, man. It's fun. This business is supposed to be fun. Last I checked. Yes. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Okay. The NHL Top 5 Bottom 5 is brought to you by our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Sign up today to their club and get playing. Darren, our top five in the National Hockey League look like this. Number one, nobody's going to argue. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Number one overall, 19 points in the standings and an NHL best plus 16. The number two team has to be the Boston Bruins, who turned the tables on the Florida Panthers the other night. They haven't lost in regulation yet. They're the same old bees. The number three team in the NHL is the New York Rangers. They're coming off the best road trip in franchise history. Start spreading the news. New York's back, baby. Detroit, yes, Detroit, an NHL best, 40 goals scored. I think the good times have returned for Detroit. And the number five team in the NHL is the Colorado Avalanche. I can't put Vancouver in this. I can't. Go Avs. Bottom five in the NHL look like these. The 28th team is the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they're the fifth worst team, but they will figure it out. I believe it. The 29th team, the Chicago Blackhawks. They've got but odd, but they're in a rebuild. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> the 30th team in the NHL is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're actually 25th overall, but don't be fooled by that either. They're wearing a costume. The Columbus Blue Jackets. The second worst team in the NHL is the Calgary Flames. I'm sorry, your record is what you are. Parcells said it. John Lynch made it famous. And the worst team in the NHL, and it ain't even close, it's the San Jose Sharks. Zero wins. Zero wins, Moose. It's November, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. And they haven't won a game. So that's your top five, bottom five of the NHL brought to you by Bet Regal, our official betting partner. Sign up today, join the club, and get playing. Okay. Do you need me to recap that? Do you want to give me your top five, bottom five, or just debate? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm with you on the top five, almost. Um, I've got Detroit on the outside of it looking in. I think they're really close. 
Um, I put mm. Carolina back in the top five. They've won three in a row. I think they're back on track. We out. We kind of think they're going to be there at the end. So I have Carolina in. I'm glad you had Colorado in. I have them in, even though they've dropped two in a row. And Dallas, 5-1-1. One, and one. They've only played seven games. But they're right on the outside, on the cusp of that top five, I think, too. Worst teams, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Columbus, Calgary, San Jose. Are you signing off on the Flames being in at least the bottom five, let alone second worst? Lost five in a row. I mean, what's worse? Uh, San Jose's lost nine. I think that's pretty much the only team that's worse. Columbus has lost, what, their last four, I think? So, I mean, they're, they're worthy. That's about it. I think, I think they have to be in there for now. Well, it's a fun uh, discussion. Again, we're not even 10 games in. Just I remember a year ago at this time, we had this discussion over who's for real and who's not. And the New Jersey Devils, they just, you know, took off like a rocket and they never, ever did slow down. And they've continued it here this year. I'm just wondering which of these teams is wearing a costume. Who's masquerading? Maybe it's Detroit. Maybe I'm with you, um, but I'm with you. Hey, thank you, Ryan O'Radio. He says, another great show from WQEE. There's getting, getting to be a lot of talk about the NHL going back to Atlanta. And I want to tell you, if they do, we're here for it. Moose, I hope you had fun today. I know I did. Have a great uh, 24 hours. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. And for the rest of you, we'll see you noon Eastern here on Game Plus and WQEE Radio on Thursday. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.